Yeah, let's go. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. 921, my name is Steak. That's Rusty Manziel. It's the Steakhouse, number one sports talk radio station in the Southeast. Home of the Hawks, home of United, home of the Falcons, home of all kinds of uh, entertaining uh, fodder, if you will. And uh, also remind you that the 9 o'clock hour is brought to you by our friends at Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results. AdvancedHair.com just got through the NBA All-Star break, or I guess we're kind of still in it because Hawks aren't back in action until Friday. He's the head coach of our NBA team. He's Quinn Snyder. He joins us on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Coach, thanks for being with us. Good morning. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. So what what does the all-star break look like for Quinn Snyder? Is it a legitimate break? Because I don't know that there's a season longer than the NBA season when you factor exhibition, playoffs, regular season. Do you get away? Are you able to get family time over the weekend? You know, you you you, you do both. I mean, I, I think that's what, what it comes down to. And you get a chance to, on a relative basis, see your family a little more. And then really – you know, you're as you said, it's a shorter, shorter break, and you start thinking about, you know, the second half of the season, so to speak, and you know, you get you get excited. Um, so you know, you you try to get 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 a little bit done that can can help you come out of the gate and so, have a good second. So does it, does that mean does that mean you're like like because you're not there's no guys around, you're not running practice, and you're not doing film sessions. So is it you just? Getting in the bunker, getting in the bunker, and just getting kind of obsessive about what went right and what went wrong over the last fifty something games. You know, the, the, you don't really need a a bunker to feel that. You kind of feel it along the way. Yeah. Um, but there is a moment, you know, when you when you do step back, particularly after you know you get to spend a little time with your family, see your kids, you know, do some some things that sometimes we take for granted. And, you know, sometimes even a short, you know, even a little bit of distance gives you some clarity and, and you start to kind of focus on what you think might be the most important things that, that you can do in the, in the second half of the season, um, you know, to get the kind of results on a lot of levels, right? Kind of how do you define what success is? Um, we know the obvious ones, right? But, but how does that, you know, there's more layers to that too, so... Yeah, the, the, there isn't uh, – I don't have a bunker in my backyard, um, but there's kind of these uh, these little bunkers that you find uh, imaginary ones. So, <laughs> Yeah, let me let me ask you. Uh, Quinn Snyder was the coach of the Hawks. And as, as honest as you can be on this, because I think you're, you're talking to thousands of Hawks fans right now, mm-hmm. and their level of agitation watching the first half of the season that Trey Young had and watching – you know, I'm a, I'm a college – basketball, you know, maniac and NBA. I love it, all of it. And his numbers, you know, mirror a lot of what he did in college, points and assists. I thought it's the best stretch Trey Young's ever had. To be left off the All-Star game and have to be in there as an alternate. Um, how did you feel? How do you, What do you say to the fans that are listening to say, why is he getting dissed? How much is this about a conspiracy with ex-coaches? Like, how do you react to what's happened? Well, I think the first thing that, that you hit on, um, which kind of stands alone, is, is really the season that, that he's had and is having. Um, and that, that puts us in a situation where we're, we're having this conversation. So, you know, I always, as his coach, there's always going to be some 
bias for me, but I, I think, you know, just being a, acknowledging that and then being objective, you know, he, he's clearly someone that belongs in that game. And I think um, everybody's fortunate that it worked out kind of the way it did. Um, I think to have him voted in, even as a replacement shows, um, I think the, the respect that he has within the league. And I truly think, you know, when we saw, I don't know, you guys remember when LeBron kind of came out and said something, when Steph said something, those are are things, those are big deals, you know, and whatever the political landscape is, um, you know, further away from that, I don't know. Um, I know that his peers really respect what he's done. And even if you do look at even the, the voting things with the fans and, the media and the players, he's, he's right there. There's, there's not a huge gap. And, you know, but when you get to, you know, being a coach and having to, to cast those votes, I really wish they'd take it out of the coach's hands. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I'm not suggesting the coaches, there's any bias or anything. It's just a bad position to be in. You can't vote for your own players. And, you know, I'm not sure the coaches should be the ones making all those decisions. Well, you you can't say it. I think there's there's an agenda. You can say this. You played point guard at the highest level of college, and Rusty will ask you about Duke in a second. But I think we (laughs) – but I I think you can explain – like when when Trey has a 32-16 night, like that's not normal. And in Atlanta, I think in the league, you've been lulled into thinking like those are spectacular nights – that maybe you can express as a point guard how hard it is to be great at both of those things at the same time in the same game again and again and again. No, it is. I mean, you look at those two things, scoring and and passing, and you you, kind of see on some level that they cannibalize each other, right? You can shoot it and get the points, but you can pass it and get the assist. And so there's just not that many – those opportunities just aren't never-ending, right? And – and that's something I think that Unique. makes what he's doing, you know, even more impressive um, when you consider the context like that. Yeah. So. Quinn Snyder with us, head coach of the Hawks. Coach Rusty Mansell here. Um, I like to dig into um, your time at Duke, and I had a chance to spend some time Sunday with former New York Giants running back Brandon Jacobs. I asked him who the best player he ever went against. He told me it was Jeremiah Trotter. Let me ask you this. At Duke, as a player, not on your team, who was the best player that you ever played? Like, I have got to bring it today or this guy's going to light me up. You know, that that's a, that's a good question because I, I kind of interfaced with a lot of guys that when were a little older than me that I, I wasn't like the primary matchup, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but there were some guys, for instance, Mark Price. You guys know Mark Price. A great player. Um, I probably guarded him for all of that five minutes, but that was, (laughs) that was usually Johnny Dawkins job. Um, And the the ACC then too, as you guys know, uh, just lottery pick after lottery pick, Len Bias and, you know, Brad Doherty, you go down the list. Um, We mentioned Mark Price. So I, I had, you know, the guy that, that to me, um, and this is kind of off the wall for, for most people, there's a guy named Rod Strickland who played at yep. DePaul. Yeah. And he, for me, was always, like, the hardest guy to cover. We grew up playing against each other. 
And Great. his, whatever reason, he, he was – I guarded Kenny Smith, you know, um, not for very long again, but he was a senior when I was a sophomore, I think. And I, I bring that up because Kenny Smith was so fast, just end-to-end. And Rod Strickland just had a Quicker. different type of game. His you know? quickness. Rod, and he had a great NBA career with the Blazers. He did, his, yeah. His quicks, his, like, just shake, right? Like, I would yeah. imagine end-to-end, he was probably as tough as anybody end-to-end to try to stay with. He he was big, too. It's funny, you know, we, we look at, like, everybody with, you know, Trey being a great example. Or I had Mike Conley or guys that have a floater. You know, can you guys think back, who was the first guard – I mean, Kenny Anderson resonates right here in Atlanta with yep. Tech. That there's certain guys. Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, Mark Jackson. Like a lot of the New York City point guards, you know, you started seeing shots. And, and I just remember Rod Strickland, like, having that float game before we even had a name for it, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. like the Euro step. Yeah. Uh, quick, that's, that's the best answer. That's a good list. Thank that's you, a coach. great list. Thank you, Coach. Finishing up with Quinn mm-hmm. Snyder, head coach of the Hawks. Obviously, Coach, back to the fans, the frustration level of expectations not being met, not making a move at the trade deadline, with about a 25-game gauntlet to go. What do you feel best about we can do over this stretch, and how do we know if it's starting to come together with this three-game stretch coming up? I think it's Toronto, Orlando, uh, coming up right out of the break. Yeah, you know, I I think – when you look at this year, that there's a couple things to me that punctuate some of it. Um, I hope we're healthy. You know, I hope Onyeka, um, his toe is better. I think Quint will be back. We've really struggled um, to, to be healthy across the front line, and I, I think that impacts us um, in some significant ways. That said, you know, and I always try to make sure I'm clarifying this because we just you can't use injury – as an excuse, I think you, you, you have to understand injury as a reality. Um, but, hey, let's control the things that we can control, meaning, you know, we have to consistently compete. Like, it's just not we, – we have to have non-negotiables about how we play. And, and that level of competitiveness throughout the course of a game – you know, it, it may not be every possession, but we can we can hold ourselves to that standard. And, you know, and, and then the other, we have to connect. We have to be a team that plays together. We have to share the ball. We have to move the ball. I think those things go hand in hand. Um, and I think, ironically, when I say connect, we, we think about offense. We have to be a connected team defensively in order for us to be, to be average. Let's be honest. You know, we have not shown the ability to get stops yeah and that starts with the guy guarding the ball we have to do a better job staying in front of the ball if we can do that we actually put ourselves in position where we can help each other it's it's hard to help somebody playing one-on-one you know in the open court you know you just there there's too much space to cover nba players are too good so if we can get people you know, make it harder to, to get by us at the point of attack and put ourselves in a position um, where we can help each other defensively. And I, I mentioned, you know, us competing, and we know what that feels like when we're playing the right way. I think to the, to 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 a large degree, we've done that this year. But I think it's a subtle thing that that our team can can really grab onto. And you know, I don't know the numbers. Um, I know I I know how I feel as a coach. 
when I see Jalen Johnson and DeAndre Hunter and out there together. Um, I know how it feels when I see Sadiq Bay and Onyeka and Jalen out there. And if we can keep some of those big wings healthy, um, that, that really helps us defensively and on the board. That's, that's an important thing for us. And um, I, I'd like to think we've gotten better yep. um, in spite of that. You know, I think we saw some flashes of that prior to the deadline. Um, and then we lost Onyeka again. And I was really disappointed, frankly, with, with the Charlotte game. Um, I felt like we were, we were already on break and no excuse for that. Um, but as I said, I'm, you know, chomping at the bit to get back and see what we can do. You know, if, if that's a top six finish, if it's a play in finish, you know, we, we saw what can happen in the playing series. So there's nothing out of the question. I just want us to play the right way. Um, you know, and I want us you know, I think we've got some guys individually that are improving. You know, I think DeAndre's, we're trying to be smart about, you know, not extending him too much and, and bringing him back in a, in a real smart way. But I've really been pleased with how he's, how he's played. He shot the ball. You know, he's played good defense. I think we see some guys. Sadiq kind of worked through a tough January. You know, I think Trey and DJ have another level together um, that hopefully we can start to touch as well. Um, so there's a lot of things where I, I feel like there's some – there's some money to be made, so to speak, right? Yeah, and, well, uh, a lot a lot in front of us and uh, mm-hmm. certainly some guys that have made some big steps this year. It all starts Friday night. Then we got Orlando. Then we got Utah. We'll all be watching, and we love talking to you here on the uh, station. So thanks so much for coming on, Coach, and good luck. Appreciate it, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, That's Coach. Quinn Snyder, head coach of the Hawks, telling you flat out they've got to compete. Felt like they were on vacation early, and no doubt, I did too. There, there is no, yeah, there's no that. excuse for that Charlotte game. I love your stuff about who, who, uh, who he had to guard back in the day. That's Dude. when the ACC. You and I Dude, talked. He brought up Lynn Bias. I could. Go, I, I really wanted to ask him, like, did, was yeah, that how Le, special? Was did that he LeBron look? before? You know yeah. what I mean? How big he was. Great stuff with Quinn Snyder. When we come back, Rusty's got. He's he's chomping at the bit for the tailgate. It's go time. There's a team in town. It may not be a one you've thought of, but it's you big time. Know. You better know this one. I can tell you the sport's never been bigger. The ratings have never been bigger. And we may, we may have the best team in America literally an hour away from us. We'll tell you who it is when we come back. It's Rusty and Steak, Sports Radio, 98.9 The Game.